Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. My name is Camille Joy and I'm the host of this show. This podcast is dedicated to a very special group of parents, parents raising children with disabilities. There are an estimated 240 million children across the globe living with disabilities. And here on this podcast, it is my goal to create community for the parents raising them. Community locking arms from all over the globe. I pray that as you listen to each episode that has been handcrafted for you, you leave encouraged, you leave strengthened, you leave educated, and you even leave with some resources. So come on into the room, take off your shoes, relax, come on and take a seat on the couch and let Let's experience moments of joy. Welcome to the Moments of Joy podcast. I am elated with joy today to be sitting down with Jose, the founder, the creator of Tasium Worldwide. And I'm so glad to have him on the show. I think a few, maybe last year now, um, we shared an inside edition post. I think I'm going to share it again um, just to promote the episode. But we saw him on Inside Edition and shared it on social media. And what he is doing is wonderful. And so I will let him introduce himself to you guys. Hi, Hi everyone. Jose. My name is Jose. Um, I'm the founder of an apparel company called Tassium. Uh, I'm also 19 years old um, and a college student right now. So. Yes. So what was so special about Tassium was that it was a t-shirt, sweatshirt, a, well, apparel line that was dedicated to autism and, and people with autism. And it's actually it autism is. scrambled up and spelled differently. And it had a little space on the bottom where children and young adults could hold on to their fidgets. And the things that mm-hmm. they needed without losing them. So let's get into that story. Like, how how did you even think about it, creating something uh, like this? Taking a trip down memory lane. <laughs> there you go. So it Back all started in high lane. school, <laughs> which is crazy to say. Um, I was in high school and I joined this business course. And in the business course, you had to, like, create uh, a business that you were going to work on just for the class so that you can get that hands-on experience and, you know, put into practice the things that you're learning. Um, and that's when I was like, I always, always wanted to help my brother and help his daily challenges, right? Like growing up, that's just natural. That's how I how I would live mm-hmm. my life. Um, from going to IEP meetings right. to uh, having one-on-one conversations with the teachers mm-hmm. to sitting down with him and helping him with his homework. Like, this is who I was. This is how I operated on a daily and it was no different when I wanted to create a business uh, for this class. I was like, if I'm going to do something, even if it's for a project, I'm going to make something that's going to help him because at least someone can benefit wow. from my prototype or from this idea. Right. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, he was also in high school with me at the time. So it was cool because on campus, oh, wow. I was able to make something and show him it and he was able to see the progress and all that good stuff so uh i would join so yeah so i joined the course um i joined the course and i told my teacher you know what i'm gonna make a apparel brand to help autism awareness 
And she was like, that's awesome. Yeah. But there's a lot of apparel brands that help autism awareness. Mm. And it wasn't her shooting wow. the idea down. It was have, help, her leading me to think deeper, to find a deeper meaning, a deeper yes, purpose right. within this company that I wanted to create. Um, mm. And a few months prior, I had did a a pamphlet, a project for other schools in the neighboring cities. Um, and what I wanted to do was show them practical tips on how to better help those with autism within the school environment, right? And I did that as like my research project because we were allowed to choose what we wanted to do research on. So I made that pamphlet, gave it to schools. Oh, um, wow. And in that pamphlet, the biggest thing that most schools could do to help their uh, students is like providing fidget toys. Like that was one of the top, top tips mm-hmm. uh, due to my research, right? Mm-hmm. Because fidget toys help reduce right. stress and anxiety while sharpening focus. But I know my brother. That's right. And it could it could mm-hmm. be in our bloodline because I lose my keys all the time. But he loses <laughs> everything that he's not used to. So if it's not within his routine, wow. it's gone. You know? And mm-hmm. for something that can be right. so beneficial to his life, I wanted to make sure mm-hmm. that we didn't have to worry about that. Because I also don't come from an affluent background. So it's not like we could just buy you know, right. 3,000 fidget toys a year because he loses one every two minutes, right? So I wanted to create mm-hmm. something where we didn't have to worry about that as well. Uh, and it was in that moment where mm. I looked up and as I was speaking to my teacher, I saw a banner. And in the corner of a banner are, are banners are grommets. And I said, do we have, yeah. can we put that on a shirt? And she said, yeah, we have the machine in the back. So we go, we get it. It's like a little hand press wow. thing. Um, mm-hmm. I get one of the shirts laying in the mm-hmm. back, put it on, uh, put it on the machine, do the grommet, and it worked. They're so like, "Oh, that's super cool." Is there such thing as keychain fidget toys? And there is. So I looked it. Wow. I looked it up. I figured out that that existed. Um, and then I I looked up carabiner clips, and, and that's how I created the fidget infused aspect of right. Tassium. And then I took the word, wow. mm-hmm. the first, the first of its kind. And then I took the word autism and scrambled it to mm-hmm. come up with the word tassium. Uh, and now we're launching sweaters, hoodies, oh. sweatpants. So what was the response of your she teacher? She loved it. She thought it was super creative. Um, she's so there was actually like mm-hmm. three specific teachers that helped me throughout the process. Um, and all of them right. were, I'm just, so grateful for them to be around me because their creativity helped spark my creativity and their questions helped me think right. deeper and, and come up with a, a better solution than just having an awareness brand, which mm-hmm. awareness brands are great. Um, but I wanted to improve the quality of life, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's something that's, you know, you're able to, grow as a brand and add more things when you, you know, go along the journey. Um, so your brother, who's older? Uh, you, you know, that's so funny because he has a beard. So people think he's older, but it's, it's, it's me. It's me. Yeah. I got the baby face. Yeah, it stinks. <laughs> <laughs> I know he looks a little older, like he could be a year or two, but the way that you nurture him, I, I knew it just <laughs> had to be a younger brother. 
<laughs> That's so cool. Um, and so the inside edition piece that was share- shared about you, how did they find oh, out that, about that's you? That's a cool story. So um, it kind of goes back to how Tassium was created. So to give a mm-hmm. to give the whole story, I create Tassium in that class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I come up with a 60-second elevator pitch. Yeah. I, I put together, you know, the cost structure, how much it's going to cost, how much I'm going to sell it for, who is going to help, all that good stuff, right? And then at the end of the class, there was mm-hmm. this entrepreneurial challenge for the youth, right? It's called the Youth Entrepreneurial Challenge. Essentially, it's Shark Tank for kids. It's Shark Tank for high school. And right. there was 20,000 participants wow. within this competition. And the winner received $15,000 mm-hmm. in startup funds. So me, mm. I had nothing to lose. And I was like, you know what? Let's take this to the next level. Let's right. try it out. And it was in the midst of COVID. So I was at school every day with my teacher from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., mm. grinding it out, refining the pitch, wow. refining, you know, um, the the idea, the aspect of who I want to help and how I want to help them. And also trying to, like, mm-hmm. anticipate questions. How am I going to answer this? How am I going to answer that? Um, so I went and I joined the course and by the grace of God, we were able to win the competition. That's crazy. 20,000 20, across the world. So not like America, <laughs> not the Americas, the entire globe. Right. We had people in Mexico and in India and in Asia. It was everywhere. And, uh, after I wow. won that competition, it was actually through that competition um, that I was able to get a full ride to Babson College, which is the number one entrepreneur school wow. in the country. Um, and mm-hmm. in my first month of college, I received a call from the company that put together that challenge called Nifty and FTE. And yeah. they uh-huh. are they bring a, a young student, a young person every year to EY, Erson Young. I don't know if you know anything about them. Yeah, so Erson yes, Young is a I've big accounting firm, mm-hmm. that, but they're huge into entrepreneurship. And they have this oh, wow. three-day conference, right? And there's panels and it's top-of-the-line CEOs and, like, SVPs. All of these people are um, – they're – going there to not only network, but for the Entrepreneur of the Year Award. So it's, it's like MVP, but for business, wow. you know, like how it is in sports. So mm-hmm. yeah. when, um, so they get they bring a young person every year to be a guest speaker. Um, and this is alongside speakers like the CEO of Kellogg's, like the CEO of LinkedIn and wow. um, Gabby Douglas, like very big names. And, and here I am right. going to speak. So they bring me out there. <laughs> they bring me out there. And this is my first semester of college, right? Fresh out of high school, 18 years old, still had the baby face. And I'm mm-hmm. there. I give my I give my speech, tell everyone about my upbringing and why I do what I do. And once I walked off the stage, I met the anchor of Inside Edition, Deborah Norville. Because she was speaking wow, right after me. So before she went on stage, she went, she hugged me and she said, I need you on my show. I had no idea what her show was at the time. 
I didn't know. I, like, I knew, I knew Inside Edition, but I didn't know that was her show. And she's like, yeah, we, we just get tens of millions of views every day. I was like, so after after she was done speaking, my like I talked to her people and we were able to set something up for April. So it was in April that Tassium aired live nationally. Wow, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Okay, we're just gonna pause right here because you only gave us two stories so far. And I and I have like two <laughs> more in my head I want to get to, but that is just so amazing like it just shows that um you know god's hand was just really on your life and you know this specific thing that you're doing mm-hmm. is needed because more and more children will mm-hmm. be diagnosed with autism you know i'm so happy about now in 2023 the diagnosis being more um because Educate. the doctors are more the yeah, researches, researchers, right, and resources. Not like when I when I was a kid. I'm only 37. <laughs> I'm not 50. But less <laughs> less children were diagnosed with autism, and sometimes because the parents didn't yeah. want to even deal with that. So I can't imagine, you know, what your family um, kind of went through because your brother is yeah. is of that older so age of children. Then. There's like mm-hmm. when you think about yeah you know early '90s and even early 2000s, it was people didn't see autism as what it is now, right? Which is just a different. It's mm-hmm. literally like neurologically different. That's why they call it neurodiverse now, right? But right. before it was like yeah, uh, like he's crazy or like my kid's broken. He's not working. He hasn't spoken mm-hmm. and he's five years old, right? Yeah, and people get scared because they don't understand it because it's out of the ordinary. But now, thanks to Mm -hmm. research and decades worth of, you know, info, we're able to understand better. You know, we're able to better understand uh, this group of people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we're able to see amazing people like you and, you know, be a part of communities and see other people's children that, you know, give us hope. So, you know, social media is a a blessing, you know, people can say what they want about it, but (laughs) it's been very Mm -hmm. positive for me. Um, Most recently you did a TEDx talk. Yeah. And that's huge. (laughs) Do you want to share a little bit um, about that? So, I mean, I never like grew up expecting to give a TED talk, but when the opportunity presented itself, mm-hmm. I was like, what? Why would I not? Like, I grew up watching these things in school, right? They use it to teach. And here I am having the opportunity to, to give one uh, at home, at my college, you know? Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was very exciting, I'm not going to lie. And mm-hmm. the title of my speech was Building a More Inclusive World. Right. That's what I do every day. That's what I aim to do every day. Um, and where it stems from was how growing up with my brother and us being in different grades, I would see him sometimes eating lunch alone when I'm passing through the halls. And that broke my heart. And when it came to, you know, then I built Tassium. So I assume that it becomes easier for him to make friends because there is a social disconnect between him and everyone else, right? Like 
it is wow. not because he doesn't desire that like all humans do right like it is a need to feel loved heard and seen as a human mm-hmm. right not a desire it's a need yeah. so he he wants that but it's harder for him because by his nature he's not social right he has to learn that whereas for most right. of us it comes natural mm-hmm. and it was always his biggest struggle within school. It wasn't even academics. And in my speech, I talk about how academically he does, he's doing amazing, right? He's already taking college courses in high school. He's graduating high school this spring, which is exciting, right? Big accomplishments. But still, he eats lunch alone. And this is how I found out, right? So I wanted to create a video for Tassim's homepage right. so that people can better understand who we are and what we do. Because even though pictures say a thousand words, right, we want to be able to say them mm-hmm. ourselves, right? People understand us and our personality. Right. So I put together a two-minute video for the homepage. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to follow him around with a camera so that we can catch him in real time using the product. And when lunchtime came, right. I seen him yet again by himself, looking for a familiar face or searching for a welcoming smile. And it was so sad. Yeah. It I almost cried that day. And, uh, it's hard to talk about. Mm. But, you know, you would think, right, with all the success of Tassium, like, it's not every day your classmate is literally on national TV, right? Like, we've been on ABC, right. People Magazine, yeah. the Boston Globe, Inside Edition, I just did a TED talk. He was we were at the Celtics game. It and still right. he has that struggle of making friends. Yeah. So what my talk was about was three very practical tips on how we can build a more inclusive world, right? By us taking the initiative. And I talked about how, you know, the one of the first steps or the first step was understanding each other and really taking the time Mm -hmm. to learn about each other's struggles and diverse challenges, right? Because in order for us to understand each other, we have to take that extra step, right? And I kind of tied it to a story of how my uncle growing up, he's my father figure. He's both of our father figures. And growing up, he taught Mm -hmm. us, learn a little bit about everything. I'm like, why? Like, why do I want (laughs) to... Why am I going to learn a little bit about everything? Like, I don't care about, I don't know. I, I, I don't care about how colognes are made or how, you know, why people are interested right. in software engineering. Like, it doesn't doesn't strike me. It doesn't strike mm-hmm. anything in me, right? I like sports, right. like, you know? And he goes and he says, if you know a little bit about everything, you can connect to everyone. So that was the first tip. That's good. The second tip was to actively listen and to truly practice it. So a lot of times when we're having conversation, I'm thinking about what I'm going to say next. And it is not, it's not good because that you can feel when someone's there present in the presence, but not, not truly yeah. there with you. You can feel that. And like I said before, it's a necessity to be to feel seen, loved, and heard, mm. right? And you can help someone through their, you know, through their feeling of isolation when you truly sit there and just listen mm-hmm. with an 
nothing on your mind. Yeah. Right. And you just sit there in with them in the same presence. And so that was the second tip. And then the third tip Mm -hmm. was about truly doing like kind acts and and how, you know, it's important for us to stand next to each other and advocate for each other's struggles and needs. Because if we don't, who will? And actually, if everybody does that to the person to their right, we're all taken care of. And it it ties back to this last story, which is how one day I was going to a grocery store with my auntie. And I opened the door for this woman in front of, behind me. She walks in. Mm-hmm. And can you believe she didn't say thank you? I was like, man, I just, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, man, I just, what, right. what's happening right now? And then my aunt, she mm-hmm. she's like, well, why did you open wow. the door for her? I said, what do you mean why I opened the door? I'm trying to be nice. Mm-hmm. I want to be kind today. Like, I want to spread right. positivity. Yes. And then she stops me and says, uh-huh. true kindness doesn't expect anything in return. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, That's deep. Come on. They're out here raising uncle. us. <laughs> raising us right. But yes. I then raising pose the well. question to the audience. And I pose this question to everyone listening and watching. Mm-hmm. Are you truly doing kind acts? Or are you expecting something in return? Are you doing it? out of selfishness, Mm. right? Which is something people don't, is real taboo to speak on as well. So uh, that was essentially my TED talk right there. Full video coming out soon. Mm -hmm. Wow. That was really good. I can't wait to see the video. I'm, I'm super proud of you because you are a young minority and this kind of access Mm -hmm. our children don't get. And so just to see you continue to soar and, experience these things I I really appreciate and you know just while you're talking I'm thinking about you and your brother just growing up because I know for Mason it's not easy Mm -hmm. he has meltdowns sometimes Mm -hmm. he doesn't sleep at night he's five and he's not potty trained yet when did you start to really have an understanding about um, autism I want to say from as long as I can remember I always knew like my brother wasn't he wasn't like me, like he was very different. Um, uh-huh. But I, I want to say it was second grade. Second grade when I started to understand, wow. like, okay, this is not just different, but there's actually like he has autism. I don't uh-huh. remember if my mom told me specifically, but I remember uh-huh. because uh-huh. back then, and I don't condone any violence, but back then I used to get in trouble with other kids trying to bully him. So. I would I would try to handle yeah. that, but the, around that time, that's when I understood the significance of right. his condition. Hmm. Um. That. Thank you for sharing that because that helps us to know that we can educate mm-hmm. the children young. We can help them to understand what autism is, so that when they see kids in school, it mm-hmm. lessens the bullying. They're not making fun of them. They're being kind and understanding yeah, about and children you know, and the, have autism. The cool thing is that with now it's more widely accepted and understood. Um, and, and kids are smart. Like I was mm-hmm. seven at that time. So to to kind of tie this mm-hmm. into Tassium, what we aim to do is create mm-hmm. those connections for, with kids with autism and everyone else versus like 
kind of like separating them how it normally was for me growing up with my brother like if my brother walks in in second grade Mm -hmm. with a toy attached to his shirt with a poppet attached to his sweater right kids are gonna walk up like what's Mm -hmm. that can i use it and and now all of a sudden he has this connecting point which otherwise wouldn't have been there mm-hmm. and, and he's able to feel comfortable yeah. in school and, and make friends because he's a kid with a toy on his shirt and everybody loves it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's pretty dope. Yeah. I never thought about that piece, but that's really good. Yeah. Um, and so recently you guys had a chance to go to the Boston Celtics game I saw you on this in the center of the court. How was that experience, and how did that come about? You're getting all the stories out of me today. You're getting all the stories out of me. <laughs> I'm loving it, too. So, growing up, my brother and I have always been diehard Celtics fans. Like, we bleed green. It is no joke. In our household, <laughs> if you walk in with any other, like, shirt or hat on, talking about Lakers, Knicks, No, we close the door immediately. You can't come in. (laughs) No, but seriously, that was, it was an awesome experience. That was our first game ever. We never were able to go to a game. And for us to be at center court honored by our favorite team, it was, it was, it was awesome. He was even able to meet his favorite player, Paul Pierce. So we have a picture with him. He was sitting courtside. He dapped us up, took a picture and, that right there made my yeah. brother's year. And he's graduating this year. So <laughs> I think that might have yeah. trumped it. I don't know. But when you went to the game, did they like call your name out and like yeah. tell everybody? Yeah, what they you did? they like they brought us on to wow. literally they walked us out to the center court in the middle where they do the tip off. They had all of our like baby pictures and, mm-hmm. and what Tassium is like on the jumbotron and and they gave like a bio and a description of like who we are and why we're there and we got a standing ovation of twenty thousand people like a a standing ovation it was great like the people in the very top and in the in the nosebleeds they look like dots it was crazy it was and i was just so honored to be able to help give him that experience you know like I was happy during that day, yeah. not because it was my first game, but because of it's his and this is how he gets mm-hmm. to experience it. Like we got a tour of the corporate offices and it's like a Celtics museum in there. Um, wow. So we were, we, wow. we got VIP the whole day. It felt great. It felt great. But the way it came about <laughs> was uh, I talked to, I spoke to someone from the organization I want to say six months ago it was during like my first semester of school this year. Um, so like October-ish. And I told him about Tassim and the story. I was like, how can I work with the Celtics? I love this team. <laughs> and, and my brother loves this team. Like whatever we can do, I want to do. Right. And he was like, hey, there's right. this thing called Heroes <laughs> Among Us. Um, that's not my department, but I'll send uh-huh. over your information and we'll see what happens. And I didn't hear nothing for six months. And, and I was kind of like, man, it's wow. it's all right. Like, we'll find another way, another time, somehow. This is my favorite team. At some point, I'm going to mm-hmm. work with them. That's how I felt in the inside, right? And, right. and log and behold, I get a uh-huh. phone call uh, from someone from the organization, the community manager. And he's like, hey, do you want to come this Sunday? It's Monday. And he's like, hey, this Sunday, do you want to wow. come to the game? 
I said, write it in stone. We are there. Wow. <laughs> and it was perfect too, because if it was during church, I could I wasn't gonna be able to go, but it was like a night game. So I was right. able to do both and God is good. Oh, that is so beautiful. I'm so happy for everything that's happening for you. And I really love the story of you and your brother because we all that have children and they're not yet grown uh, or even a teenager yet, we wonder, you know, how it will affect the sibling who isn't autistic. And over and over again, I hear these positive stories of how it affects them positively, even, you know, the parent having to focus more on that child. It just, you know, unfortunately it is what it is. And they, they have to, you know, have more of Mm -hmm. that attention at times. And so just to see you, um, it just brings hope to so many parents like myself. And I know so many that will hear the show. I I agree with you. I think that in every circumstance that we become an extension of the parent, um, and I just as an older sibling, that's right. typically what happens. But even if they're younger, um, we know that it takes a village. And for my brother specifically, it took a little more than just a village. It took his siblings. It took the community. It took the school mm-hmm. system. Like everybody had to come together mm-hmm. um, because he has different challenges. That's right. And it's harder for mm-hmm. him in multiple different settings. Right. So. We wanted, um, I think just growing up, like it's just natural. Uh, And if you're a parent who just had an autistic child, but also has another child that's not autistic, you have nothing to worry about. Thank you. Oh my God, they're going (laughs) to love this episode. I'm so excited. Thank you so much. Can you tell everyone, you know, your website where they can find you on social media and how they can support you? We have a website, TassiumWorldwide.com. We're releasing sweaters and hoodies and sweatpants on top of the already existing shirts. Um, And the cool part is we're launching this this new collection. So not only is it going to be fidget and fuse, but we'll also have a connection, a collection called Allies. For family members who want to match with their children or for people who want to support Tassium, Mm. but they don't want to take the fidget toy because someone else could use it. That's how they could support. Um, And we'll probably be putting up a GoFundMe just to have for some people. They they don't want to buy, you know, a $35 shirt or a $60 hoodie. Um, Or maybe they can't, but they want to help. Right. So they want they want to be able to help us and support us, but they can't afford that. So we'll have a GoFundMe where anyone can throw down (laughs) 50 cents, a dollar, a million (laughs) is up to you. But every every penny helps us. Uh, in our goal in reaching other people, creating bigger impact and building a more inclusive world. Awesome. And they yes, will be at the Moments of Joy Fest 2023. I'm so excited. <laughs> August 19th. Yes, I'm <laughs> excited. <laughs> and you will be able to meet my whole family and all the parents will be able to meet you. I'm so excited about them. Um, you know, being able to come up to the table yeah. and ask you questions and we're actually, your uncle. So I'm gonna be bringing not a camera but my phone. And what I want to do is yes. I want to interview <laughs> parents so that we can post on social media and ask them about 
what it's like parenting an autistic child so we can give tips to other people and other people in other communities um because honestly you don't study up on what autism is before you have a child right it's not like like no one expects that especially if you're a new parent to begin with Mm -hmm. right so it's a whirlwind in general just becoming a parent let alone having this other aspect that most parents don't have to deal with so in order to help build the community make us stronger and spread that information and love what i want to do is interview parents um and i'm I'm gonna have a special gift for those who who choose to do the interview with me so that's awesome i'm excited yeah you want to be the first one yes yeah sure absolutely you know it (laughs) all right we'll be there and i'll definitely do that for you all right, guys, so follow Jose and Tassium Worldwide, and you'll be seeing more of him. I'm just following on social media. Um, always remember that you have the option to choose joy. Bye-bye. <laughs>